Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode on Roxy's Ball. I'm your host, Me here, Ivy and Praise. Ivy, Praise, welcome. Good morning, Joshua. Thank you for the opportunity. I hope you guys had a lovely night. Yeah, good yeah, morning, sure. um, All right, uh, all right. So, we just concluded the uh, Champions League first stages of knockout round, uh, which fielded uh, Juventus against Lyon and Man City against Real Madrid. So, today we'll be talking about our expectations before the match and how the outcome has changed our, expect- our expectations. And we'll still be looking at transfer windows, see some of the rumors of a head and whether it can actually improve scores or whether it's just there whether the transfers are just being done because of the pressure put in by the fans I be a with us yeah me too okay so concerning the matches of yesterday Juventus against Leon what's your take on that okay good morning everybody um for some time now, Juventus has been um, struggling to score goals. We saw that during the last stages of their league matches. Um, they even had to rest Ronaldo. Many people were concerned about the tactics of Sarri, saying he's not good enough. They also have problems in his Chelsea days, saying the midfield were not expansive and stuff. And I felt that all those realities were shown against Lyon. Despite the fact that Ronaldo, Ronaldo, you know, Superhuman, one of the greatest footballers ever, he did his best. It was as if he was going to perform another masterclass, make another hat trick, but unfortunately, it wasn't to be. For their midfield, their midfield is just very, very flat, passive, and Lyon really capitalized on that. They did the, they did the work in the first leg, and unfortunately for Juve, they couldn't. They couldn't take advantage in the second leg, which was their downfall. So yeah. Okay. So was... concerning that penalty, the best, the first penalty that was given to Leon, because we know how crucial that goal was to their um, winning the, the game on the away goals. Did you feel it was meant to be a penalty? Okay, yeah, I think it was a penalty. I mean, most of the penalties these days, not like you intentionally have the mindset to foul, but accidents, accidents occur, and it doesn't really have the fact that it's a penalty. It was a foul in the box for me, and that's a penalty. Please, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, it was the right call by the centre referee. It was a penalty. I think it's... It's because of the lack of concentration of the defenders, they got out of their minds and the penalty corrected their heads. They came back to the game and <laughs> it was quite okay, intensive so from the first half. What of what of the penalty of Juventus? The UV penalty. Yes. It was it was still the right call. I don't I don't know if you've seen the, the new rule about penalties. It doesn't matter where 
your arm if as long as you make an attempt to stop the ball. No, There's a projection all, from your ball. First of all, the, um, the new rules concerning the handball. I actually first had that insight in that Liverpool um, Tottenham final, the penalty that was given against Tottenham, where to me, I felt money lifted the ball onto his hands, onto his arm, which I felt was not meant to be a penalty, but that was also called as a penalty. And it also repeated the itself. Champions League final. Yes. Last yes. Season. Liverpool against Tottenham, yeah. So I, I, I kind of feel like, because we know that normally when we play football in our, in our backyard here, many people do that. They intentionally lift the ball towards the player's hand. Like, I, I don't know if that should be still be counted as a penalty. At that point, in that situation, once you see the trickery of the player, you just have to keep your hands glued to your body. Because any movement of your hand from your body away from your body to be counted as a penalty, I think you know. You know, it's a natural reaction by your body to to gauge any action, any attempts. You just yes, have that impulse. It's very difficult to control that situation. Yes, and once again, Ronaldo almost pulled off another hat trick in the Champions League group, the knockout stages, and I saw a. So it starts yesterday that the last seven goals that were being scored for Juventus in knockouts, they were all scored by Ronaldo. Like, yes, how clearly. much impact do you have on the team? How much impact do you have on the team? Um, the problem of Juventus is not the players. I always say it. it's not just the players. If you get a good spice, food ingredients, I want to prepare your dessert soup. If you're not yes. a good cook, even though they give you everything in the world and you put in your meat before putting the palm oil, before putting the rest of it, you're preparing a concussion. And this is what Sari is doing. He has hosts of meat feeders. Yesterday he was playing Rabiot and the rest. And if you just look at the meat feed, nothing was just going through. The movement was, was from Sancho's, um, Sandro's wing the left back, it was coming from that place. Ronaldo had to drop back to connect Higuain. Higuain was just lost throughout the game. I, I think he had a clear header. So Sarri does not know what he's doing. Seriously, he doesn't. At this stage, he's still confused. You don't have a first 11 you trust. You don't have a first 11 you trust at a knockout stage. So if Ronaldo doesn't turn up, <laughs> Juventus are out. It keeps repeating itself. This is the first knockout stage run of sustain Ronaldo is being eliminated from since 2010. Speaks volumes for for the player. It's, it's just pathetic. Ivy, uh, do you support um, praise on that? I have, I have mixed, I have mixed um, opinions. Why do I say so? Um, sorry, sorry, sorry is someone that. He has he has a particular style of play that he wants wants his teams to play, and it worked out so well at Napoli. It worked. That was like the best Napoli side that yeah. I've ever seen. Okay, excluding Maradona era, but get my point. And he took it to Chelsea, and initially it wasn't really working for Chelsea. Yeah, but when he won the Europa League, everything seemed to be at, to be forgiven. And he has come to Juventus and it hasn't really clicked. 
as I said earlier, the midfield, the midfield, they're not, they're not really mobile. I, I don't know whether it's because of the old age or lack of creativity. Maybe it's on the absence of Bala, but they just seem to be moving the ball from side to side without any advancing moves, without any penetrating passes or anything. So I feel, I think it's because of the selection. Like because of the selection. He played the midfield of, uh, I think, Bentacor, um, Rabiu, and Pjanic. As Pjanic playing as a defensive midfielder, I feel, I feel um, like that's where the problem is. Pjanic is his most creative midfielder, so I don't see why he plays him as a deep. You know, he actually asked for Jorginho in the during the transfer window. He asked for Jorginho during the transfer window. We all know that. When he tried signing yeah. for Chelsea, but the back. agent, the agent is saying there is no contact between Juventus and the Georgians camp. Ah, nowadays agents say a lot of things. We don't even know which one to believe. So what if it's maybe because he didn't get the sign he wanted? It, it, I don't think that matters. Juventus, according to as Chris said, Juventus have a host of players. They have a host of midfielders. I can't, I can't even mention four, and. It's down to the manager to be able to, with his expertise, know who to put for a particular match, know who to rest, know who to drop. And Sari hasn't really done that at all in this Juventus side. Because it, it's not like they don't have players. These are the players that won their league. They are the players that got Champions League finals. So they are good players, but he hasn't been able to bring out the best out of them. And that's what I think. Look at, look at what he said. Look at look yeah, what he said yeah. yesterday. At the end of the match, post-match okay. conference, he said, um, he, "Concerning to this match, that's yesterday, he doesn't have anything to say. That he's just disappointed at the first half performance of the first leg in Lyon. Can you imagine what the coach is saying? Yes. You just got out of a competition. You have nothing to say. I think the mentality is rubbing off on the team." The players. I there was a clip I watched. Ronaldo was telling Dybala that the midfielders they don't bring the pass to them. They have to go back to get the passes. And Ronaldo was suffering yesterday. If Ronaldo could pull pull out two goals on his own without Dybala, I think if Dybala was present from the start, don't have offended like this seriously. No, when I, I actually when I saw that goal, the second goal, then I knew that. See, the main problem was play, not playing the baller from the start because I felt due to this five sub rule, I feel some coaches now decide to play the game first and second half. So keeping some of the attacking players on the bench so that they can have more friends when they come in during the second half. And the time he brought in the baller, something minutes, I feel like the match was already over by that time, irrespective of the scoreline. Um, and he had an injury. I, I thought, I think Dubala was, um, had a slight injury. That's why he couldn't even last the whole, the whole time he came. They had to take him, they had to take him back off. So I feel it was, it was a desperate move to even bring him on because he wasn't really fit. And notwithstanding, notwithstanding, Dubala and Ronaldo are not the only players in Juve. So they shouldn't be entirely dependent on them. They have Higuain, they have Pianis, Rabio, Benades, they have other players, and these are good players. So you can't say that because of Ibala's absence or because of Ronaldo's absence, you, you, you can't give it Lyon. Lyon, these are teams that finished seventh in France, for God's sake. 
So, <laughs> so your opinion, should they sack him or should they give him more time? <laughs> I really don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> you don't need to ask me about my uh, opinion. Because it's clear. <laughs> Yeah, praise go ahead. What's your opinion? I said you don't need to ask me about it because it's clear. In the <laughs> first place, I won't I won't I won't um go for a sari after Messamiliano Allegri has departed. I won't. Instead, I'll go for a free I'll I'll go for a Conte or a Pochettino. But Pochettino wasn't free by that time. Yes, you can negotiate with him. You can yes, you can negotiate with him and bring him back. Sari so right now is, you go for Pochettino. Sari is not is not the right manager to coach a team like Juventus, Real Madrid, or Barcelona. Because all of a sudden you will turn you into a you know which side. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Good hearing your thoughts on that. So moving on, moving on to the Real Madrid match the game. Uh, Real Madrid are just coming from winning the La Liga title and although they were on a 2-1 deficit to one stay in the first leg, they came in with a lot of hope, aspiration. The only backside was the absence of Sergio Ramos. What do you feel went wrong in the match? Apart from Varane, apart from Varane, because we all know that Varane was <laughs> the main culprit. So apart from him, what else? Which other tactics did you feel that they used that they didn't implement to the best? Okay, um, I said this, I said it some time ago. Madrid won their league, yeah. But I I feel they shouldn't get ahead of themselves. They won their league. It wasn't because of I don't feel it was because of their master class or because of they were so good. I mean, they 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 started project with that some I think two points behind Barcelona and Barcelona fumbled yes. and stuff. So I I don't feel this Madrid team is. Where they want to be right now, they have they have many 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 weaknesses, and Man City exposed that so much. Apart from the fact that Varane was on an off day, they opened their defense countless number of times. Countless number. De Bruyne De Bruyne just dominated that match, and Man City could have had so much goals, so much more than two goals. They could have had so much more than two goals, and I just feel that. At this point, Madrid are not just that good enough. That's just my opinion. And that speaks volumes of the other teams in La Liga. Um, Freeze. Yeah? Your thoughts? Okay, first of all, I'll start with Zidane. Zidane is blessed to have a good squad. Yes, I know the impacts of Ronaldo's departure is still there. The thing is hanging on the team. You know, when you have a proven goal scorer leave after winning so much, it's going to be difficult for others to step up to the plate. Of which I think Benzema has been doing quite a good job. It's been handful for the team. But look at other players. You have James Rodriguez. You have um, Bale sitting on the bench. What's What's the signal? To the rest of the squad, what would they be thinking? It's the going sign, to the sign Hazard for 120 million. That he was meant to be the key player. Hazard is just a pensioner at Real Madrid. I keep saying it. It's happening 
week in, week out. There's nothing Hazard is offering to this Madrid team. Back to the Man City game. When I was watching the game, from the very beginning, I saw where Man City will win this game. Gabriel Jesus was not playing as a striker in that match. He was playing as a rotatory yes. winger. Allowed the likes of De Bruyne and Sterling to come often in to the defenders, forcing them to make errors. And for Varane, he was supposed to be the leader of that defense. I don't know the tactics. I don't know what Zidane was probably probably thinking. You've got five offensive midfielders that can strike at any point. They can drop bombs like the one that happened in Lebanon. They can do anything. And you, you decide to be building from the back. It was it was awful. I think before the goal, the, before the first goal, Varane almost made an howler too. Then Kotoa came to the rescue. My question is, when you have a powerful left back as Felamendi, you see walking it through the middle. Because the, the pocket spaces, no, no midfielder was coming out to get the ball from Varane or Militao. They had to look to the option of Kavaha, oftentimes, Militao, Varane. It was just going on like that. Until Man City scored the first goal. I think they, they were sensible enough to get back on track. It was all square, 1-1. But what happened after all? I feel these players are not motivated enough. And winning the league for them has been like a bonus to the season, to reward an average performance. At the absence of Sergio Ramos, you have a certain variant that should be leading the team. Instead of leading the team to victory, it's leading the team to errors. So it was, it was a poor showing by this rumor, this challenge. Uh, you know, for, for years, I actually never rated Varane and Umtiti because I felt like people that were making them to look good was um, Ramos and Piqué. And after the World Cup final, that uh, Varane actually changed my mentality towards that because I felt like he had actually stepped up in his game and was now mature enough to take hold of the midfield of the defense based on what he showed for us during the World Cup. But this match just proved me right once more again. Madrid are absolutely in shambles whenever they play without Ramos. Okay. Most um, definitely. I I I don't I don't think Barans um was a bad player. I feel he's one of the best center backs in the world. Don't get me wrong, this is someone that has won the Champions League four times. He's a World Cup winner. With your performance. So with your he, sorry? I say with the help of Ramos. He didn't win the World Cup. He didn't win the World Cup with the help of Ramos. The World Cup was the World Cup was strictly um, Buba and Griezmann and Mbappe. Those were the stars of the World Cup. He tried quite all right. I watched that World Cup. He was very very good. But the stars of the World Cup, he wasn't among. Kylian Mbappe, Pogba. is a very good centre back, and I just feel this was just an off day. Every every player has an off day. You, you, you don't expect to perform hundred percent at all matches. You're not meant to have an off day in a big game like this. <laughs> You're not meant to have an off day. That's not that's not a, a sensible excuse. You're going out to to overturn a two-one deficit win at home. 
let me so let me throw you let me throw you a question. Let me throw you a question. You say you're not meant to have I'm a good thing in a game like this. Champions yeah. League final, Manchester United against Barcelona, 2008. 2008, yeah. Nine, sorry, when Barcelona won. Did Ronaldo have an update? Champions League semi-final, Barcelona against Madrid, um, 2-0 in um, the Benabo, when Messi scored twice. Did Ronaldo have an update? But that hasn't changed who Ronaldo is. So, players having an update should not be what should be used to count against them. Um, Ivy, Ivy. But you, we actually know that um, when a defender has an off day and when a striker has an off day, sometimes the, the caliber of the mistakes they make are not actually the same. Yeah, true. Yeah, a striker having an off day, it means he won't score. He might miss clear-cut chances where he's meant to score. But another striker can step up and score. But when a defender or a goalkeeper have an off day, they always have errors they need to go. And those are more dangerous. Okay. So, so I, I feel Madrid, irrespective, irrespective of Varane's error, Madrid had to score at least two goals to qualify. Don't get me wrong. They had to oh, score that. at least two goals to qualify. Irrespective of Varane's error. But they couldn't score Chances two goals. Show the world that if Ra- they couldn't score two goals. Was it Varane that was expected to go and score their goals? If they had scored twice, no, or at, at least twice, I'd have said okay. So it was Varane that actually, but they couldn't score twice. They only scored once. They, they, do you they, do you start do you start do you start building possession from the strikers or defenders? You, you can start from the keeper. You can even start from the keeper. Rather kick it long. My point is that my point is that Varane made an a, an unforgivable mistake. True mistakes. But two big ones, two big howlers. Even more, even more than that, he made more than that actually. <laughs> Just that must be not little enough. But Madrid should have scored more. They they had to score more to qualify. And the fact that they considered it was a, it was a bad it was a bad on their side. But they didn't offer so much going forward. So, so it's Ferran's error, yeah. But putting all the blame on him, I don't think it's really the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, going forward, going forward, going forward. Do you feel Madrid have any changes that they are meant to make during this um summer window? Do you feel there's any place that needs to be checked after this um, horrible performance against Man City? With the way, with with the with the financial power that Madrid have and their status and all, making signs will not be a big deal. Um, the problem is. Yeah, we know that. We, um, we are talking about the signings themselves. Who do you feel they should replace and where? Um, I don't know who they would need to sign, but I know that their midfield needs some alteration. I mean, they are, they are, they, the legs of the midfield are aging. Modric, Cruz, all 30s. Um, they need to incorporate Valve. I don't know why Valve did not start. They need to incorporate him more. And I think they need another solid midfield, a young, active, vibrant guy. I don't really know who. Do you mean do you mean Ashley Young? Hmm? I heard Young. Do you mean Ashley Young? More <laughs> <laughs> well, like Ashley Young. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Van uh, okay, okay. Kai Havertz. Uh, I really right. don't know, but they need someone 
that's young and vibrant and active to be to reinvigorate their midfield. I won't blame Benzema. Benzema is doing his best. It's not it's not out and out nine, but like it's more like a center. So he has been spectacular. See, he has been spectacular. He has actually yeah. performed very well. Has, he exactly, exactly. He has really stepped up. He and Ramos. Um, Hazard hasn't really been that. I don't really know why they didn't start Vinicius. I don't. I don't really know why. But he's been doing nothing a lot. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. But you're talking about the midfield now. Okay. That's the problem. What do you? What does it tell on the team for Ramos to be the second highest goal scorer after Benzema? This is a team that has the likes of Juric, Hazard, Vinicius, Rodrigo, and Garrett Bill. Even the midfielders, Captain Tony Cruz. Like, they have star players that might walk into any single team in the world. But yet, after Benzema, the highest goal scorer is Ramos. Let's put aside the penalties also, because they only assign penalties to you if they know you have the capability of taking the execution perfectly. So, what does it tell on a team that has a centre back as their second highest goal scorer? Okay, as I said earlier, it's about the player management, coach to player management. Zidane, his, his second coming, second stint hasn't been really top notch. We all know a happy squad can do anything. A good example is Leicester City. Yes. Leicester City dominated the Premier League, surprised everyone, and won the Premier League. The Real, Real Madrid team that had Cristiano Ronaldo was a happy squad, quite happy squad. Now you've got aging players, aging superstars. Yes, they're not going to perform consistently. You've got a mix of young players as well. They're not going to perform. The, the old players, they're not going to perform consistently. So what do you do? You blend the youth and also the the aging players. It's not as if you play the aging players consistently. Jovic, for example, he hasn't been treated fine. We all know what he can do. An attacker with the left foot, gifted yes, left foot. There's a way you con- yeah, there's a way you control these players. Then your tactics has to accommodate the players you have at your disposal. You don't have to be predictable. It was very easy for Pep Guardiola because he knew. Hazard is going to dance with the ball and the rest. So he had to put a Fernandino to cover up his messes. So Hazard was not really going forward with the ball. If you notice, he wasn't connecting with Felamendi. You need to ask yourself, how many crosses did Felamendi put into the, the, the box? And you know, Benzema is quite good with the head. I think the only cross that um, Rodrigo put into the box. Benzema was able to score, right? Assuming yes. you're having crosses from both sides of the defense, we know fully well Fernandino can miss up because he's not naturally a centre-back. Yes, he's not naturally a centre-back. We know he can miss when you have crosses from left, right, centre, but it wasn't meant to be. Zidane got his tactics wrong and he's not managing this player as well. If you give this kind of team to Pep Guardiola, He's going to blend it properly. Look at what he's doing to David, uh, David Silva. Modric is aging. You don't expect him to play week in, week out. 
consistently. You don't expect him to bring in a 9 over 10 performance every time. You have good players at your disposal. What are you doing with them? I personally rate James Rodriguez because if he has a free kick, he's going to do something. But just look at the Real Madrid team. If they have a free kick, who is going to turn up the plate? And Sergio Ramos is not there. He wasn't there last night. Nobody could do these things. The simple things, the good free kicks, shots taken outside the box. In fact, Casemiro had to come back to the defense to help the defense because Militao and Varane were they were confused. So the presence of Casemiro stopped, in fact, stopped Sterling from scoring a particular goal. So the team is lacking balance, and these players they are just complacent. Ivy, anything? Um, you asked Brian Ramos, Brian Ramos would be the second highest goal scorer. Um, I think there are yes, many factors yeah. involved. When Ronaldo, when Ronaldo left, someone that scores that gives you at least forty-five goals every season for nine years. When he leaves, there's there's a huge gap to fill, yes. and Benzema, Benzema has fifty goals, fifty goals, fifty goals, <laughs> not forty-five, fifty. <laughs> Benzema uh, has always been this, this um first right. line. He hasn't really been um this 50, 40 goals a season striker. And take nothing from his game. He's doing he's doing he's doing his job really, really well. Ramos came in and they delegated the um most of the set pieces to him, penalties, free kicks, and he's and he has and he has taken them very well. He has I don't think he has missed any. If I'm not really sure about that, but he has taken them really well. So him scoring is he's always been a goal scoring defender, no doubt about that. In the Champions League final against Atletico, countless times in the league, he rescued them with him, some heading, some superb heading goals. But I think it's it's mainly because of the penalty that actually racked up that his numbers. And I don't think that should in any way downplay the performance of other stars in the team like Cruz. I think Cruz is also an excellent penalty taker. He was he was the penalty taker for Germany at one stage. Maurice too can also do that. And these guys can also play freaky. James you guys can play freaky. Um um builds and very well. So very the, fact well. That, the fact that Ramos has the fact that Ramos does this is just it's just responsibility assigned to him. It's not really as if he's is scoring goals like Ronaldo that we might not really need it to be penalty. He can score header shots and stuff like that. So yeah, I just I just feel that they they need to do more. Ramos' absence was really felt yesterday. He's their captain. He's the one that sh- sometimes you see him from defense running to the attack to go and help out. So personally, personally, I think Ramos would have gotten a red card yesterday, assuming he was playing, because you have to see the high press from um, De Bruyne. Sterling, like the way they were coming, it was as if um, um, the NDDC situation running for money. That this is that's what was happening yesterday. Like they were ready. I don't know what they took. I don't know the drinks they are taking, but these guys were ready for Madrid. They know they know that they know that they have to win this trophy. Yeah, that, that's the last thing they haven't won yet. That's, that's the last thing for them to sign over. And you know that once they get it, then the international and global World Cup is there yeah. already. And maybe maybe the bank can get the balance here. Okay. 
It has been cancelled. <laughs> okay, well. No, Balondia uh, has been cancelled. Yes, quite all right. But if I saw all this players... Because, on, because, Messi, didn't, players because Messi didn't win the La Liga. Why would it be cancelled? Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Okay, okay. So, moving on. We have two more matches. Uh, Barcelona against Napoli and the one which everybody thinks has already ended, which is Bayern against Chelsea. The other one is a Netflix, Netflix okay, movie. <laughs> then with the Akna matches. Okay, so let's start with the tougher game. Let's start with the tougher game. Barcelona against Napoli. Um, Grace Messes is back from injury due to the pandemic. That's a good sight for them. And so is Suarez. So we see Baka Fielding, Griezmann, Suarez, and Messi as their front three. Do you feel the real come out of this match will win? My brother, Barcelona has, has it's one thing that I'm really afraid. I really fear for. You have my, to use my brother. My beloved Barcelona, I'm, I'm, I'm shedding tears. I'm shedding tears for them. The way they are going, they look, they look like. Uh, truth be told, they they hire coaches with zero experience in top level football. Field players that field. I don't just know what to say. Setien, Setien, Setien has, has no, so no, 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 it's Satin and Fabric. Selling, you're selling and bringing in Pianich. My brother, I don't, I don't, selling Coutinho. I think Messi has said it all. Messi has said it all. They can't, they can't play this against Napoli because it, it won't end well. And even if they manage to escape, Look at the teams that are in the quarterfinals. Bayern, Man City, Lyon, PSG. They can't, they can't beat any of those teams. They can't beat any of those teams. They can't beat. And it will, it will be disgraceful. Oh, it will be disgraceful. It will, it will be similar to what Bayern did to us in 2013 when they gave us 7 It will be similar. And I only feel, I only feel for Messi because they are just wasting his his last years away, a 33-year-old person carrying the whole team at his back. They can't take a shot without him. They need to always pass the ball. It's 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 terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. They they tried. Uh, there was there was a formation that um, they fielded one time in the league, and I don't know why they haven't continued with that. They used them um, a four-three-three with the center with the three center forwards, two upward narrow, and Messi as a force as a as a number ten, and the three midfield at the back. But and, and that formation worked perfectly. I don't know why he hasn't incorporated that till now. I just hope that things change. I won't, I won't, I won't judge. I won't judge anything. I'll just wait to see today's match, and from there I'll go to make up my mind. But with the way we played in the league, it's there. Are, there are no promising signs. There were no promising signs. There are no promising signs. Uh, Prince. Yeah. Prince. We all know that Napoli has been a refurbished side under Catuso. Yeah. Like he has done an excellent job in the last few games that he played. And when I watch them, honestly, I have to say, like I am actually impressed. Like I wonder how Inter Milan, uh, AC Milan, and Napoli are playing 
such beautiful games and yet Juventus end up winning the trophy. Like it, it still marvels me to now. I think it's about consistency. Exactly. It's about consistency. And I don't know why people are see applauding Dybala for what Juventus did. I think the big presence in that team, if you want to dominate leagues, if you want to win trophies, you need experience. And the experience of Ronaldo helped UV. Let's be frank here. Juventus will be fighting for a top four, if not for Cristiano Ronaldo. Because Serie A was the most competitive league I've ever seen this season in the, in the, in the Italian league. Yes. Let's be frank. You had a certain Inter Milan riding on the madness of Conte and you had um, Lazio coming through, Immobile and his, his trickeries. You had, um, who showed that team again? Atlanta. You had Roma there to surprise you. You had Atlanta banging in goals as if they don't care about you. They don't care about their existence. This year was quite, quite competitive this, this season. It was wonderful. I think I will rate it more than more than La Liga. So you, you expect mm. Napoli to beat um, okay. um Napoli, they have two patterns of play. If if they are building the ball from the back, okay. they go through their left back or their right back. You won't see Napoli crossing the ball from the keeper straight away if they want to counter you no 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 they won't because they don't have that figure that big figure as a striker you know they are strikers they are quite short like Messi's height the toilet should be calling on yeah 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 insignia is back hope you know Lorenzo yes, yes. he's yes. back and, yes. they, they, and these guys Everybody's they are ready. moved by Thanks, coronavirus. Just, just imagine the scenes when PK will be running after these guys. It's going to be, it's going to be pathetic. <laughs> it's really going to be pathetic. They are going to a certain camp now, and it's good to have somebody like Gattuso as a coach. It's going to inject that cocky nature into them, and they have the mainstream defender in Kulibali. I think he's just going to sit back and deal with Messi. And the rest at the back. Yes. And don't, don't the forget, God. don't forget Manuela. The, the last time, the last time. This is where sent out. This is where Barcelona. Let's not forget that. This is where this is where Barcelona I, I, has I, I, to I be careful. Set pieces, <laughs> counter attacks, and I'm seeing mistakes from either the midfielders or the defenders. Because they are just they are, they are they are not going to give you good football. Just um, imagine the scenario that happened um, the Coppa Italia final. They are not going to give you. They are not there for good football. They capitalize on errors, and as they are defending, they defend cohesively as a unit. When they want to strike, they will strike you down. Clean. They just need two goals and sit back, and that's the end of story. It's always been, been anti-Barcelona. Well, anti so, like, I expect, I expect nothing less from 
especially especially as as his teams have penalties, they should take first to Super Bowl. You join me today. <laughs> it's inevitable. What's my comment for Napoli? You are tight market. I, I commend Napoli for their tight market because they are the one of the teams in, I've seen that can put that to effect. Okay, for Atletico Madrid now that we know that oh, Atletico Madrid is the Champions League. They can defend the whole team. Yes, definitely. So, against Baka and Napoli now, I see I see Napoli not finance Messi's threats. The same way they did in the first leg. And... We know that once Messi is out, I don't, I don't see any other person that can step up for them. To it's going to be, in, in fact, the Chelsea and Bayern Munich game is, is just a comedy match. But the real match is Barcelona against Napoli. It's going to be tight. Seriously, it's going to be tight. Even if Barcelona has a free kick, you know, for you to cross the heavy men, they are quite tall, they are quite big. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, <laughs> that guy, that guy. Kulibali. It's just a solid war for Napoli. And assuming Napoli didn't have Kulibali back, I would have thought Barcelona still has a chance. But with the presence of Kulibali, it's going to be difficult for Barcelona. Seriously. That guy can do almost everything in defense. He uses his knee and his head at the same time. His knee and his head, they can block the ball. No matter how you do it. On popular opinion, Kulibaly will cost the penalty tonight. That's just it. That's... Are you seeing the same performance he pulled, he pulled off against Arsenal happening again? Are you seeing the same uh, performance Kulibali, he pulled off against Arsenal I happening again? I accept that he's one of the best centre-backs in the world, but from my point of view, he hasn't really been at it this this year, um, the few games, the few yeah, games, the few games are good. Yes, yes, he's considered yes. Um, unnecessary free kicks, unnecessary penalties, and Manolas. Manolas is not the player he used to be at home. They are even, they are even incorporating. Manolas always pulls off amazing performances against Barcelona. I don't know what Barcelona did to him. We shall see about that tonight. <laughs> uh, I feel this, this is getting personal. Okay, let's is let's move on to the Chelsea. Is there anything to talk about in that Chelsea match? Okay, we all know that we have written off. <laughs> you see, we are playing Champions League here. Everything is possible. Baka proved that to us against um, against PSG. I, so think, I think um, Joshua, Joshua, I think Joshua. I think you should play the Square so Pants um, tune when you get to this Jesse part because actually we're watching a cartoon, not a ever champion. But the fact that most of Chelsea squad are also on a play, it will be the it will be the miracle of the century, even more than Barcelona's match against PSG if Chelsea can pull this off. Because of the circumstances, most of their players are injured. Most of their players are suspended for the match. Who they have? Bayern, Bayern are on full strength 
Lewandowski Nabri Coleman all good and ready to go. Man, it's going to be it's going to it's going, it's going I'm, I don't think any Chelsea player is looking forward to this match. And to think of it, the fans they are talking about a miracle. I don't know where they're getting their their weed from. It must be straight from Pakistan. <laughs> I don't know why. Why would you use the word miracle when you're facing Bayern Munich at their stadium? Even Barcelona can testify to it. You can't be hope, you can't be hoping somebody went to your grand, your backyard, and gave you three solid goals. Now you want to go to Bayern Munich, Allianz Arena. <laughs> And you're thinking about a miracle. I don't. I don't know if they they actually know the meaning of the word miracle, because these Chelsea fans they, they, they won three one. Liverpool did it last season. They won three one. Yes. And in in, in Allianz Arena, I think it ended zero zero. So. What if something happens? We are looking at Giroud, Tammy Abraham. Okay, we know a police is on injury. Um, William, I believe William refused to play based on what he saw that happened to Pedro. Pedro is out. So, we look at the likes of Messi, Mount, Tammy Abraham, and Giroud as forward. So maybe, maybe, I don't think William is going to play. I don't think he is in the right state to play. Even though he plays... He won't be concentrated because he's thinking about the move to Asuna. I think and Asuna Doyle is going to start. Giroud likely might start. Giroud likely might start. Oh, yeah. And Messi Mats will obviously start. But we know these are a bunch of comedians when they are playing against um, a team <laughs> like Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, they, I, I told someone yesterday, okay, I said it in the group, Bayern Munich, they are the most tactical side in Europe currently. You need to watch the beauty of their play. Right from the defense, you you have a certain Alaba that was once, the developer that was once a left back, right? He's now playing as a, cent, a center back. And you have the delight yes. of Alfonso Davis running through the wings. So when Alaba moves down to the left position because of the running, the beautiful runs of Alfonso Davis, the DM comes back. Sometimes you see a Kimish as a centre-back because you can also play as a right-back. You can also play as a defensive midfielder. So these players are rotatory in nature. It's not like Zuma, where's the other one, Rodiger, they just... They just they are just stacking. It's like stacking a, a, a tree a, a stick with with your yam. They can't do anything at blasting the ball to either side of the defense. <laughs> and they are going to play against a, a side that they are used to this competition. They are used to the pressure. You've you've heard what Mola said. They are, they are they are still thinking. They are not seeing Chelsea as a side. They just want training. They are seeing them as a side that took the UEFA Champions League from them some time ago in 2000. And that is the mentality. That is the mentality we talked So this is this is this is going to be scary for Chelsea side. I, I'm going to advise the Chelsea fans listening when they will listen. I'm going to advise them if you know what is good for you, don't watch football today. You can That's turn off mental health. turn off your data 
watch a good movie. In fact, you can put it on airplane mode. Forget about football throughout this week. The banter is going to be back to back. <laughs> Anywhere you go, you see the banter. Even in church, you see the banter. And it's going to end for me. Bayern will score both five goals. They will. If they score one, uh, you know, Bayern is, Bayern is they are, they are on the road to break a record in this match. That is becoming the first team. To and it's not going to be difficult for them to pull off. It's just three, seven, seven goals remaining. A, a, a Gnabry <laughs> hat trick, Lewandowski hat trick. That's, that's six. Then the arrow the, two from Coutinho. They see half Coutinho. Oh, God. Okay, so Ivy, 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 last thoughts. What do you feel is going to be as outcome of the match? Okay, what are your predictions? Chelsea match. Over boot. Yes, for Chelsea match. <laughs> for, we'll just start with the Chelsea match. Okay, I think I think yeah, Bayern is going to buy, and I also think they're going to win today. But I don't think it will be 7 0 and the likes. I think it's. Say 4 1. 4 1. I'm just being generous. Oh, <laughs> so you are giving just, just, just because of nice. Error, yeah. <laughs> okay, freeze. Okay, um, the Chelsea freeze. game. Bayern money seven, Chelsea one. Then for the Napoli game, um, <laughs> Napoli is going to surprise Barcelona. It's going to end two one. This is the camp no, Don't think about this. Is the camp no. So we lost the, camp. No, okay, we lost <laughs> the, the way you're shouting, Cabnon, 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 I remember a Lali that, that I, went to Cabnon and made it, and made it look like a local pack. They won 3 2. I think, I think, I think it's going to be a very tough game. But I am rooting for Messi and Suarez to come clean us and give us a 3 1 victory. 3 1. Too much of FIFA, too much of FIFA, too much of FIFA. I think you played it in your FIFA. <laughs> They're talking about reality, yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay, guys. So th- with this, we'll be coming to the end of our episode. Nice having you guys here. <laughs> I be, I, I hope, I hope you, I hope we next are coming time we back soon. Now we are coming back next week for the banter session. We have seen praise right now. <laughs> okay. So nice having you guys here. Yeah, and thank you. Nice, nice, nice being with you guys. Thank you. We we'll do this. We we'll do this again. Thank you so much. Have a nice day, right. everyone. Thanks. All right. All right.